Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have a great show for you this week. The main event is the winner of the most original close-up act at FISM, an incredible young man from Belarus by way of Lithuania. Gleb Saro is my guest. We discuss how we used video game culture to inform and inspire his award-winning act and his journey to FISM. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the featured product of the week from Derek Ostevani. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quickfire segments where your favorite magicians have a serious think about the literature that they would take with them if they were adrift at sea. This week, world champion of comedy magic, Morton Christensen joins me for Desert Island Magic Books. Morton Christensen, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's suppose you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, and it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book? Uh, hello. Yeah, uh, good <laughs> question. Um, I think it's it's um, it's a difficult question, as everybody says, uh, <laughs> but something with a lot of content some mm-hmm. with so like Tarbell would probably be the best or like Paul Harris out of astonishment mm-hmm. or the definitive Sankey or something like that yeah but, but that's that's more than one book right y- yes yeah uh, you've you yeah. you've you've uh you've uh, given me a few and you know the rules I know you've listened to the book, podcast books, books of wonder but that's also books <laughs> of wonder uh I yeah we... I, th- I think Tarbell, like, there's one, one volume with it all collected in. Maybe? Yes, yes. The yeah. uh, it's got it's got a weird photo of a rabbit in a top hat on it. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> and it's got like curtains on it, so you'd go yeah. with the collected works of Tarbell, just because you would like to work on lots of different material uh, as you were there. That's or? Uh, that's the books I flick through the most, just okay. to get inspiration. Just grab a book, uh, flick through it see a fun picture and ignore the rest <laughs> and then make stuff like uh, really so you you yeah. sort of look for an image that grabs you and then yeah read around that. i like the like the old drawings in magic books because like i like drawings more than i like pictures in books because uh they only draw what what's important where mm-hmm. in a picture you also get the background and stuff like mm-hmm. that's not important but they draw just the gimmick yeah I, uh, so i think i think tarbell I love that you're attracted to the older drawings in magic books because those are sometimes like they're they're so clear, but also sometimes they're just like incredibly frustrating. Like uh, yeah, and, and I think that's fun. Like uh, the other day, I was uh, hanging out with my friend Room Clan, and he mentioned a book I had, and he was like, "Oh, have you seen this thing?" And I and I remember looking at that picture and being like. That's 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 nothing. I can't see what it is. And then we made it, and it was it was like really amazing. Oh man! So what 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 was the thing you made? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it was a thing from Stuart James in in the, the Stuart James uh, whatever uh, the, the Central Stuart James book. One of those uh, giant. It was, like, it was a handkerchief that could make stuff disappear, but the picture is bad. <laughs> we, we couldn't we couldn't understand like so we went out. And we bought a sewing machine for Rune, so we could make this. <laughs> because he lives a little bit farther, uh, far away from me, so I didn't have my sewing machine. So we went up, he bought a sewing machine, I taught him how to sew, and we made this handkerchief and made stuff disappear. Uh, can I say that you have now officially taken the crown as one of my favorite stories on this, is casually mentioning that you taught Rune Clan how to sew. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, uh, well, well, the the big collected works of Tarbell for the pitchers is an excellent uh, an excellent thing yeah. for Desert Island Magic Book. Morton Christensen, thanks so much for joining me on Desert Island Magic Books. Thanks to Morton Christensen for joining me on the show. Be sure to go back and give his episode a listen. Hearing about him playing Lost and Found with his FISM trophy is crazy. Now, on to the main event. As I've been telling the story of my trip to FISM, I have frequently shared the story of a young man who I helped uh, complete his technical rehearsal and then was absolutely blown away by his incredible performance. I was overjoyed when he took home the award for most original close-up act, and I was fortunate to be able to get in touch with him and discover more of his story. Gleb Soro exploded onto the magic scene of FISM by delivering an incredible incredible video game inspired performance that captured not only the imagination of the audience, but redefined storytelling in the magic competition format. His road to FISM, as well as his creation process, is fascinating. Gleb joined me via Zoom to discuss his FISM run, and now you get to join our conversation. Gleb Saro, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. Congratulations on winning Most Original Act in Close-Up at FISM Quebec. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you, Eric, and uh, hello to all listeners. Tell me a little bit about how you created your act, because I've talked about it on the podcast before. Myself and Nick Lacapo thought it was amazing where it started with a short film that transitioned into your act on stage and then finished with a short film. What, what was your inspiration for this act? Yeah, uh, sure. So, you know, from the first idea, it took me to three years to create that version that I performed on FISM. And it is an interesting story how like I came out with it uh, first. Like uh, I started to work on the act in 2019, and um, the first version of act I made in two days, um, just to compete at small competition in my home country in Belarus. And at the beginning, you know, I didn't want to participate in the contest because I didn't have any ideas what to show. Mm-hmm. And two days before the contest, my brother gave me an idea. He said something like, what if you do make an act like a speed run in Super Mario? So that with each level, <laughs> the tricks become more and more difficult and faster. Wow. Yeah, and he got that idea because... Uh, he had watched uh, the videos uh, with speed runs uh, on YouTube the day before, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll try. <laughs> and uh, the first version had just very simple concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was there were three levels, and yeah, as I said, with each level, I made more and more fast uh, tricks. And to be honest, really, I don't remember which tricks exactly I performed, but I just remember that in the end, I appeared many coins, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, game win. <laughs> I won the game, and yeah, I, I just remembered it is a some uh, fun fact that um, uh, give me a second. Yeah, throughout the act, uh, whole act played just one song, and it was the main theme from Super Mario, like. Mm. and it was about for seven minutes maybe and i remember the jury said that i need to do something with music because at the end of the act they were dizzy (laughs) because that (laughs) that theme song had played over and over for seven minutes yes just imagine seven minutes of oh no (laughs) yeah it was great but anyway uh i won that uh at that contest Yeah, and uh, that's how I started to develop the idea of video game. Mm-hmm. And 
three years I have worked on the act uh, and uh, the version of, ah, yeah, uh, we decided to name the act uh, Magik, like magic plus geek. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the version of Magik, which I performed at FISM, mm -hmm. uh, had the same conception of speedrun as a foundation. Yeah. But there was much more interesting structure, concept, and plot. And yeah, here I'd like to add that I'm a geek myself, and I really love uh, complex plots. Uh, I'm a big fan of anime and uh, comics like Marvel and yeah. so on. Yeah, and uh, I wrote a story which named Magik as my act, like text story, mm -hmm. like a small book. <laughs> uh, and this is a story about a boy who found a cartridge with unknown game and accidentally got into it breaking by breaking the game console. But that game was with error. Uh, it is impossible to win in it. And evil always wins because the game was programmed incorrectly. And to get back to his reality, he need to win in the game. And uh, my act, like, absolutely based on this story. <laughs> yeah, and... I, I can confirm this, because it, it, it was... I'm a video gamer. I play games, video games myself, and you know, I've, I've talked at length about that on the podcast, but it was, it was really interesting because it did take the structure of a video game with different characters... Yeah beating different enemies and gaining power-ups and it was extremely visual and interesting with a with a very clear story where you were interacting with the props that were the video game and the props were interacting with you it was it was really really fun to watch yeah thank you and yes story is like it is complex of course but story one of the most important thing in this uh, act exactly i think and you know by the way i'm uh, translating the story in english it, it's really short uh, mm -hmm. and i can in a day it will be ready and i can send it to you and uh, if, if you want you can share with audience and uh, I'd love <laughs> maybe to. people can read the story and find out how the main character managed to return to his world I would I would yeah. love to do that. Please send it to me and I'll, I will share it with the, the listeners. Yeah, super. And yeah, uh, you said that uh, visual tricks and it was like, uh, I have no options to make tricks not visual, you know, yeah. because if, if, if we talk about video game to, how to say better, like, it was it was very visual in nature. It was you know you had a you had a special table that was beautifully constructed yeah. with with LED. It was very evocative of gamer culture with all the LEDs and the color changing. But that wasn't the main part of the magic. I mean, it was it was just really beautiful. And then the, yeah, I paid yeah. many attention to paid many attention to special effects because yeah. like uh, from the very beginning, like. I, I thought that everything had to be very visual mm -hmm. to convey the effect of video game. Mm -hmm. And that's why all the tricks uh, in the act is uh, very visual. And my act is really filled with many gimmicks. Yeah. And uh, special effects like smoke, light. And yeah, it's just to create this effect of watching movie or playing video game. It's like must to be in my act. And the, the film that started the act and ended the act was really interesting, too. Did you film that uh, yourself? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I felt like I'm uh, in university now, mm -hmm. and I'm studying at media. Mm -hmm. So we <laughs> study how to create films and uh, how to film films. Um, and I, I found some people and create a small team, mm -hmm. and we created it like we we do we did it by how to say like we have small budget yes. here but uh, uh we did our best really and uh, i can say a few words how how i decided to make a video because uh, i never saw i've never seen a uh, magician used uh, tv screens uh, by this way i hope you got the idea yeah yeah it, it's i've i have also never seen that because in in the video uh gleb and what appears to be his friend or his brother are playing one game and then a pizza is delivered and then gleb finds the cartridge that, that is programmed incorrectly and when he puts it into the the game console he gets sucked into the game and that is when the lights come up and the act actually starts and then at the end you like vanish from the stage and then reappear in the the movie again. They play an outro video that sort of bookends the whole act where it was really nice because you sort of are in the video and then you're on the stage and then you're in the video again. And it was, it, it gave the story a real sense of beginning, middle and end. Yeah. So it was just decided to create the effect of crossing into another reality and like, first reality was uh, on screens and uh, so the stage on Fison in the context of my story was the reality of the game yeah reality yeah uh, so the 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 group that helped you make the video th those are presumably your classmates and other students at university yes yes exactly did they have yeah. did they have any idea what Fism was when you when you brought this project to them. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Treasury from Derek Ostavani. Nick Lacapo joined me via Zoom to discuss this reputation-making effect. Nick, our buddy Derek Ostavani has a really fun utility device that he uses to change the signature on a uh, the treasurer's signature on a dollar <laughs> bill. This is Treasury by Derek Ostavani. Killer, killer trick. Oof, um, this is good, and this is. You know, this is a this is a, the, the the thing about this product is that it's um, it is a trick. You're operating a trick, but you're buying a tool that you'll be able to use uh, for the rest of your magic career. Here's what the effect is: is essentially you, you borrow a dollar, and then you can have somebody choose a card, and then on that dollar, you I'll just skip ahead to the end of the routine, but really what happens is you, you manipulate the ink on the dollar. You show where the treasurer's signature is and you start to manipulate the ink and form it into the name of the card that the spectator is thinking of, right? So that signature on the dollar bill, on their dollar bill, which they, you know, they can sign it and all that stuff as well, but the signature that's on the dollar morphs into, instead of whoever the U.S. treasurer is, into the queen of hearts or the seven of spades or whatever the reveal cards are uh, that you're going to get. So there's been ways to do this in the past, but none of them have been as practical as what Derek has created because and I, we don't need to go into detail on how like this, this thing is accomplished, but in order to make this effect happen, you need to do a lot of preparation uh, 
to these to the bills. And with Treasury, all that is solved, right? And it also allows you to be able to do it like while you're on the road as well. That's the thing is that like I remember there was a really early Paul Harris trick that was mm-hmm. like this. And I I know I've done it and I know you've done it. And yep. the method to get that all set up, I mean, that was it was very time consuming and if you did it wrong you could screw up the bill and then all that time is wasted and with treasury mm-hmm. you know it's just it allows you to make sure that 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 final reveal is placed perfectly every time this is not it's not something you're doing in 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 performance you're definitely using this as a preparation device for an amazing trick yeah and the, and what we're talking about here is the preparation part of the preparation could be done anywhere but another part of the preparation could only be done like at home with like a printer and some other things. Exactly. Right? Now that part of it has been removed and you can do, you, you can still prepare the bill and then now also print the bill anywhere that you are with the treasury gimmick. This was also performed by David Blaine mm-hmm. back in the day where he was uh, changing the signature on, on the bills into to spectator signatures. That's the Paul Harris trick that you uh, had referenced there. Um, and let's be clear, you get a cool routine. Derek is a oh, worker. Yeah. You and I have both worked with him down in San Diego where he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And this is like in his regular rotation. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of cutting to the cutting to the end there mm-hmm. of the trick, but the trick is also great as well. Um, it's one of those, it's a reputation maker, mm-hmm. right? When you, when you change the ink on somebody's bill that they gave you and it's got the ace of spades written on it or something now, I mean, like, that tells a story from there on out. Every time they, you know, I saw this magician, they get to take the bill out and they show, you know, we say a lot of things are, are like souvenirs mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, this is a real one. So. Treasury by Derek Ostavani. Check it out. That was Treasury by Derek Ostavani, available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the incredible listeners to this show receive 25% off the featured product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is dollars. That's dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, for 25% off Treasury by Derek Ostavani. That code is only good for Treasury and only good until the next episode of this show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Gleb Zaro. The group that helped you make the video, those are presumably your classmates and other students at university? Yes, yes, exactly. Did Did they have any idea what FISM was when you when you brought this project to them? Uh, when I brought this project to them, yeah, uh, they just uh, didn't understand what is it. But yeah, yeah. it just take me for ten minutes to explain how cool is it. <laughs> yeah, and I bet they were thrilled when you came back with the the trophy, yeah, most they original. Were really interested in the project. Like uh, first, uh, they were surprised. Mm-hmm. Like world championship of magic, <laughs> is, is it exist? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you're from Lithuania? Yes, I'm from Lithuania, but my home country is Belarus. Ah, gotcha. I understand. And how did you qualify for FISM? Did you did you win at a, another competition, yeah. or were you sponsored in, in by someone? Yeah, so uh, in Belarus and in Lithuania, there is no uh, qualified contest. Mm-hmm. So uh, in 2019, uh, I won the championship of russia okay uh, in close up mm, then uh in 2021 because of covid uh the championship of europe was uh, one year mm-hmm. 
uh, how to say late. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I just competed at uh, Championship of Europe, mm -hmm. FISM Europe, and uh, I I didn't get any place. Mm -hmm. Just uh, performed my tricks, and my my goal was just uh, not to drop cards on the yeah. floor. And that's the only thing that I thought of. Ah, by the way, yeah, I, I can uh, add a few words about one of my favorite uh, parts of my act. It is fake mistake. Oh, please uh, do. Do you remember that? I yeah. I do. Uh, go. Please tell everyone about it because so, it yeah, was uh, it it scared the daylights out of me when it happened. It, yeah, uh, as in any story, it is a culmination. And uh, during the fight with the last main boss, uh, I do a cardistry routine uh, uh, and accidentally drop the cards on the floor. And then I route, run out of the table and start picking up the cards. And that moment, the music still plays. In And I think people in the audience... Uh, think like damn it he messed up we believed um, that you screwed up everyone in the, everyone in the room felt like oh this young man has just dropped his cards on the biggest stage for magic in the world and everyone felt so bad and then you fooled all of us by completing the rest of the, the act oh, oh my god i just <laughs> i'd like to, to hear it because it is exactly the effect i wanted to create uh, it's just like, um, it's just, it was, <laughs> I came out uh, with this, uh, came up with this just for fun, but mm -hmm. like, I really like the effect. So st I still like it. <laughs> I have a moment like that in my act where my glasses fall apart and I've worked very hard to make people believe that my glasses have actually fallen apart. And sometimes they really do, but everyone was convinced that you'd really dropped those cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know my character like as uh just imagine a young boy uh, mm -hmm. go into the video game of course you are nervous yeah. and uh, it's just like uh, <laughs> um how to say like i i like the plot of this uh, story because uh, yeah. i really nervous before i go to the fism stage and it's just the cool thing for me that my character should be nervous too. So, yeah, <laughs> like hiding my stress. It was it was really nice meeting you backstage and talking yeah, to so you. I beforehand. don't need to uh, play like an uh, artist. <laughs> I, I've been really nervous, and my character <laughs> nervous too. So, <laughs> it was uh... that's the funny thing. So I've I've told a little bit about uh, about how we met, where you you came to me and asked me to help you get your table on stage because your yeah. father wasn't there with you. Did, how were your parents? Were they able to come, or they just they found out afterwards they were still back home, and you came to Quebec by yourself? Um, sorry, Eric, can you just repeat your questions? Yeah. I so when when you first met me, you yeah. you, you told me. You asked me to help you carry your table because your father usually helps you, and your father wasn't mm -hmm. there. Were your parents in Quebec with you, or they were back back home waiting to find out uh, how you did? No, no, no. They they were in Lithuania. They were in Lithuania. Uh, yeah, they they had problems with getting visa, and uh, uh, it, it was like almost impossible to yeah. to, to me to go to Quebec to with my family. So. You know, it's a big luck for me that I performed at all at yeah. FISM because uh, I have 
really big problems with getting visa. And I finally got my visa just before about three hours before my flight. And, wow. Uh, it was a big luck for me that my performance scheduled uh, on the last day of close up competition. Yeah. Because uh, I got to Canada just on the third day of FISM. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah. What was your parents' reaction when they found out you'd won most original? Uh, my dad, uh, as I remember, even dropped a tear. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, they were absolutely happy because nobody, ex uh, nobody, nobody expects to win. Yeah, yeah, nobody expects this. So. Yeah. So what is what is next? They're for so happy f even for now, and yeah. uh, uh, be honest, I, I still can't uh, realize fully that I won some prize in FISM. Yeah, I it's it is uh, it is a very surreal experience winning. So what's next for you? Are you are you going to go for another competition, or are you you going to work on something new to to show the world? Uh, like I can say that I will perform on the next FISM. Mm -hmm. uh, I get motivated and uh, I get interested, but uh, I don't know for now exactly. Uh, will it be new act, or I develop this, mm -hmm. or maybe it will be second part of my story? Uh, I don't know for now exactly, but uh, I will prepare something interesting for the next film. Well, that's that sounds amazing. Good good luck in in everything. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you very much for sharing with our audience about where your act came from and and all of the uh, everything that went into it. Because it was really a wonderful act, and I I can't wait for magicians to see it. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, Eric, thank you so much. Uh, you gave me so many motivation and uh, helped me a lot. And even now, it is my first time in my life i'm on podcast as a speaker so it's great experience and i'm so grateful for it oh it's uh it's easy to to give great opportunities to wonderful magicians like yourself who who are also awesome people thanks so much yeah thank you so much too and uh, yeah thank you for everybody who listened to this podcast yeah i'm really grateful for it that's gonna do it for this week kids thanks so much to gleb for being on the show and thanks to you for listening you know, after we got off the air, I spent a little more time talking with Gleb, and his father passed on some thanks to me for helping his son, and it's made me reflect on what it means to compete. Trophies and glory are all well and good, but the most important part of competing is the friends we meet, and helping each other out to be the very best we can possibly be. I think my most treasured memories for FISM are the ones with Gleb, Markobi, Simon, and Shoot, being good to each other and growing in friendship. You know, I never would have gained those friendships without competition, and I'm pretty thankful for them. Next week on the show, I interview a legacy in magic and the French powerhouse who is one of the most sought-after performers in Europe. Alexandra de Vivier is my guest. Before I go, for those of you who are in the U.S., be sure to listen to the NPR News Quiz this weekend. You might hear a familiar voice. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform that you've been getting your weird news stories from. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, you'll have to slip your questions to me in stories, news stories on NPR, because I am cramming for a week's worth of news right now. You'll find out why this weekend. But if your current events aren't your thing, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. -I -I From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform. <laughs>